The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Angels, we all have them. They're our unseen guides, our companions, our teachers, and they're all around us. Sometimes they make themselves known in the most miraculous ways. Join angel communicator, Reiki master, and QHHT hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman, for stories from real people who have experienced real-life angel encounters. Welcome back to Real Life Angel Encounters. First up, I have Jody on the line to tell about a dream visit and a real life physical visit. Hey, Jody, how are you doing? I'm good, and yourself? Doing great. I'm so happy to have you on. It's been a minute. It has been. I know. Uh, Jody and I know each other socially and personally as well. And so, uh, you know, with COVID and everything, it's been, you know, a little bit. Uh, Two, you know. three years, probably. Yeah, yes, probably yeah. so. Oh, my gosh. And so you emailed me this fantastic story. Yeah. Can you tell me what happened? Well, this was a few years back. Um, I was going to San Antonio, Texas. And uh, because I had some I was supposed to do some training there. And um, on the way, my my folks uh, lived in Lubbock, Texas. And so I thought I'd stop in there on the way and stay for a few days. And as it turns out, this was August. And I had a car that, believe it or not, did not have air conditioning. Um, and and also back in those days, there were no cell phones, which also kind of entered into the story. Um, anyway, I stayed with my folks for a few days. And um, I was um, the night before I left for San Antonio, um, I had a dream that my brother, who had passed away a few years previously, was sitting on the bed and that he, and I was sitting on the bed next to him and he, he put his arm around me and he said, don't worry about anything. It will all be fine. Now I didn't know what he meant. And, you know, I, I was aware of the dream in the morning, but I, you know, didn't think too much about it. So I uh, started off on my way and somewhere between San Antonio and Lubbock, which is, there's a lot of like kind of empty, well, not empty farmland, yeah. a lot of areas that, that are not populated. Right. Um, somewhere along the way on that hot August day, um, my radiator hose broke and it was kind of a, a not well-traveled road and, um, and it was, it was hot that day. And, and so I kind of pulled the car off over on the side of the road and, um, I remembered what my brother had said in the dream. And Don't so, worry. yeah, so I, I pulled out a book and started reading. And pretty soon uh, a car came by and there was a nice couple with some a couple of kids. And and they gave me some containers of water that they had in their their trunk which was a very, very kind thing. Mm -hmm. And I was able to put enough water in my radiator. My car had overheated. Right. And, so I couldn't drive it. So they gave me enough water to uh, fill up my radiator. And um, so I did that and I was able to get into the next town. And I don't remember what town that was, but 
you know, I said, I, this was before cell phones. So I didn't have any way to get in touch with anybody. And, and, um, so I, I happened to make it to an auto parts store, but it was Sunday and the auto parts store was closed. Uh, this was probably, well, sometime in the afternoon, probably. And so my thought was, well, I'll just sit here in the parking lot and I'll spend the night here. Basically I'll sleep in my car and in the morning, I'll, when it opens, I'll, I'll get a, um, a radiator hose and, and change it out myself. Cause I, I did stuff like that. Um, I still, I still like to work on cars anyway. Uh, so I'm sitting there reading my book again and, um, a car pulled up and there were three guys in it and they, um, you know, this was Texas and, and they, um, they spoke Spanish and I spoke English and we did not communicate very well, but I spoke enough Spanish and they spoke enough English that I was able to communicate to them that, that my radiator hose was broken and I was just waiting, you know, for the morning to, to buy one. So they went to their car and they took their radiator hose off their car and installed it on mine. Oh my God. Isn't that amazing? That is who would even think that that would happen? Yeah, it was, it was it was pretty incredible. So they did that, uh, which was so kind. They they would not take any money. Oh my um, I, I offered them money, and, and they wouldn't take any. And so I guess their their plan was apparently just to leave their car there and walk home because <laughs> they oh lived in. Um, but I was able to finish my journey, you know, to go on my way. And I made it to San Antonio. I was a little later than I had planned to be. Um, but I got there and the whole thing, the whole event was pretty miraculous because, you know, first off my brother telling me everything would be okay. And, and think of all the things that could have gone wrong between Lubbock and San Antonio, you know, yeah. out there by myself and it being a hot day and, and, uh, not a well-traveled road. And, and, I, you know, when I think about it, I'm, I'm just pretty amazed that it, it turned out the way it did. But um, kindness all all the way, you know, my brother coming by to, to tell me it would be OK. And um, the people that stopped and gave me water and the three guys that that gave me the radiator hose. It was just a pretty miraculous day. Wow. I mean, that still just floors me. I know that you sent that story in a few days ago, and I've just been thinking about it, honestly, ever since, because I thought, who does that? Well, I know. My brother was a pretty incredible guy. He was very kind, uh, big hearted, uh, did things for people all the time. He, he was very kind to people and uh, and died very young, unfortunately. Um, and um, um, I tell you, there were so many people at his funeral because he was just, he was such a popular, he was such a kind man. He yes. just did so much for, for so many people. Um, I always thought of him as an old soul. I mean, he certainly had his kind of wild side because, <laughs> um, you know, he, he died very young. He was in his early twenties when he died. Oh my God. Yeah. But, but he, uh, he was very kind, as I said, and, and did a lot of things for people. So I'm not surprised that I'm surprised that he was able to do this, to bring this message to me, but I'm not surprised that he would do it because he's just that kind of guy. Wow. Now, have you had other dream visits with him? Um, I can't remember any others. 
there may have been some, but they certainly weren't as as uh, memorable as that one. Right. And, you know, yes. The, so there's the first the first, you know, miracle, if you want to say the first encounter was the, the dream visit. But then lining up two other people to come in in the physical uh-huh. help you out with water and then giving you the hose out of their own car. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. You know, and that the, um, you know, these were physical people, but, you know, I think our loved ones can line up stuff like that on the other side, just kind of arrange for people to be at the right place at the right time to help out like that and, um, you know, kind of send them to be there. Yeah. Well, it certainly is possible. I mean, I, I have proof of that. Gosh, wow. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for for letting me know about this wonderful story. Yeah, if you if you ever have any others, I'd love to hear them. Okay. Wonderful. All right. Well, thanks, Jody, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. It was nice talking to you. Thanks. And next up, we have Mara. Mara and I met at a QHHT uh, practitioner reunion recently in Daytona Beach, and I was just delighted with Mara's energy, with her presence, and I think you'll see why as well. Hello, Mara. It's so good to hear from you. Hello. It's a pleasure to be here. Wonderful. And you were telling me about a remarkable story concerning a perhaps feet of strength or maybe it was something else right 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 yeah so every so often I fall asleep on my couch I don't like to but sometimes it happens and one night I fell asleep on the couch it was quite late I think by the time I woke up it was maybe two in the morning um and I was still in a really deep sort of sleep I didn't like pop up off the couch and go you know run to my bed or anything like that so I kind of stumbled my way um, first to find my dog and then get him um, behind me. He always follows me. Mm -hmm. And I um, made my way up the stairs. I live in a typical townhouse with a second floor with two bedrooms. um, And the first floor was a living space. And so I started to make my way up the stairs and I stumbled. Now at the landing, on the landing of my stairs, I have an antique very heavy antique wooden door that in the inset of the door frame is a big mirror and also a heavy mirror, not one of these light mirrors of nowadays. It's an older piece of furniture or fixture. And so it's quite heavy and I have it um, resting on like what I would call a a foot trunk. So like a short trunk, also sort of antique ish. Um, it ended up there because I recently moved here in April of 2021 and, um, was fortunate enough to have movers move me in, but you know, that kind of thing kind of happens really quickly and they just want to know where to put everything. And I didn't really have a place for this big mirror. So I thought, well, let's just try putting it there on this landing of the stairs. And so it's the middle landing. You go up a few stairs and then it's right there. It's a little oversized for the spot. And after the movers left, I always kind of thought, I wonder if that's, it's kind of precarious there. I wonder if that's a problem. But 
the mirror was far too heavy for me to move on my own. And so I always had it in the back of my mind that if I had a, a visitor who could help me, that I would try to move that to a maybe a safer spot or a more um, planned spot because it sort of landed there in the middle of the move. So sure enough, I'm coming up the stairs in my groggy, groggy state, and I trip and fall right in front of the mirror. Ooh. And the mirror starts to tump, to fall on top of me. And I'm saying in my head, no, 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 sort of affirming that I'm not going to let this happen. I'm not going to let this happen. <laughs> this isn't going to happen. And the mirror comes down and I catch it in my two I'm in my two hands over my head. Oh my gosh. And at that point, of course, it's running through my mind. Am I, I'm, I, I like, again, I'm thinking, no, 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 this can't fall on me. It can't fall on me. And I just start to lift the mirror up. Now, when I say lift the mirror up, I actually picked up this very heavy door, put it over my head, picked it up and placed it against the wall. And I had enough strength to move the foot trunk, that the small trunk that I described forward and put the mirror behind the trunk because in my mind, I was like, it'll be a lot safer if I put it behind the trunk now. And there it went. Oh my gosh. And I was like, whoa, that just happened. <laughs> um, nonetheless, I'm a very heavy sleeper. And I walked up the stairs and went right back to sleep. Um, me and my dog, it didn't, it didn't, at the time, it didn't give me pause. It was great relief that it had happened. And I just went to bed. Right. Now, the next few days after that, well, the first couple of days, I sort of didn't even want to think about it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really want to drill it down or think too much about it. I walked by the mirror. I didn't touch it. I would acknowledge it <laughs> and kind of be like, grateful, 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 very grateful. And, um, and that went on for about three days. And I think around the third day, I decided I would touch the mirror just to see if I could pick it up. Cause I was like, I should move this thing. If I can pick it up, I, I couldn't even, I could barely lift it off the wall. Oh my it's God. very, very heavy. And so now it is still there behind the little trunk, pretty safe. I don't think it's going to go anywhere unless I really bash into it. Um, and all I can say is that I'm, I, the, it was so light and so easy for me to maneuver that there had to have been some sort of energy or entity or divinity just helping me lift it up. There had to have been. Right. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's like you had an angelic spotter. Uh, yes. You were yes. Wow. In my, in, you know, myself tells me that when I was, in the middle of it saying, no, 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 no. There was somebody listening who was like, oh, she's, she's saying no, she needs help. And somebody just swooped in and helped me. Wow. You know, sometimes you hear of people getting superhuman strength. Um, in times it's usually yeah. parents. Um, but this really sounds like you were assisted with it's that by somebody. 
in hindsight, it feels it, it. I do think I was assisted. I actually think that there was somebody right with me, holding it up with me, um, something or some energy helping me hold it up. Um, like I said, the first 24, 48 hours, I was like, maybe that's really lighter than I thought. It was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cause I could pick it up, you know, maybe I misremembered how light it was, but no, it was, it was, it's very, very heavy. Um, well, I mean, that kind of thing would go through your mind that, okay, well, there's got to be some sort of explanation for this. Yeah. yeah. Was it the angle that I, but no, I, I was going to like attempt to see like, could I move it the way I had moved it that night? And I can't even get it at the angle that it was at. Like it's too heavy for me to, I would drop it or yeah, I could not move it to that angle. So, Oh my God. So yeah. Grateful, 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 grateful for, for angels or these energies or who, whoever, what, whatever it was that was there to help me. I mean, whatever it was, it's, it must be always kind of in the ready (laughs) (laughs) because it was there really quickly at the right time. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And that was, yeah, that's a good point that that was really fast. I mean, you didn't even have, have time to think. Yes, it was right there with me. Um, I do think, like I said, I remember saying no, 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 no out loud over and over and over again. So I think I got some things attention when I said that. Um, but yeah, it was right there. It was not, there wasn't even enough time for me to, I barely felt the heaviness of the mirror. The oh assistance God. happened so quickly. Well, and no, so not only did you push this thing up, but you moved it and you moved something else with your foot and were able yes. to, was able, oh my. While I was holding on to it. Like I, like I placed it, I was able to shift this other trunk and place it exactly where I thought it would be best to put it, which that's mind boggling. Cause I can't even, I can barely shift it now. And half asleep in the middle of the night. Yeah. Really half asleep. Yes. <laughs> that is remarkable. Um, Very special. Definitely your angels were working overtime. They were watching you at that very moment. Yes, they were. Amazing. And you've, you know, how, how heavy would you say this thing is? Oh my gosh. Sounds. Oh my goodness. I mean, it might be like 50 pounds, but it's just because of the size of it. You know, I, you know, I might be able to push 50 pounds or pull 50 pounds normally, but no. n- certainly not lift it over my head. And because of the, yeah, it's a very large piece that is really unwieldy. I could never, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could never move it. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, somebody was definitely helping you out there. I have no doubt, Mara. And uh, wow. And then you had just another brief story involving a loved one. Yeah, this is a, I I mean, I think a really sweet thing, also a little melancholy. At the same time, I have a sister who's going through her second battle with breast cancer. I'm sorry. Which this, my, my sister is a, just a lovely, perky, positive person. And Mm -hmm. you know how life does that. You all wonder, well, why, why Amy? Why is this happening to Amy? Um, But in any case, so she's going through the, I'm a cancer survivor as well. So we have the 
bond of being able to talk about what that's like when, you know, a lot of people and you don't want to share it with everybody and they can't really understand all of the, the, all the intricacies, all of the the things that you go through and the things that your little heart goes through and your mind trying to sort through it all. And anyway, so we, we're kind of, we're close anyway, but we do have that bond. And so, um, I, uh, she, I knew that she had started her chemo and what her cycle was, but I actually did not know like what days she actually went to chemo. I'm not, we live in different cities, fairly far apart. So I'm not in touch, super, super in touch with her schedule. Um, I just know to check in occasionally. So what happened was I had a very, very, very strong feeling that I needed to reach out to her. Um, uh, and then it got a little, went a little further. I very much felt that my, it was my mother telling me you need to reach out to Amy or, or something's up with Amy, something's going on with Amy. It was more that kind of message, it's not reach out, just she's, she's on my mind because my mother's putting her on my mind. Um, and so sure enough, the next day, I texted my sister and said, um, did you have a bad day yesterday? Cause that's what I had felt that, uh, that my mom was telling me that she was going through some difficulty. Um, and my sister called me, she didn't text back. She just called me and she said, well, I had a really bad day yesterday. And I was like, really what happened? And she had a very, very bad allergic reaction to her chemo. Um, very painful, very difficult, very scary because, you know, you're like, well, if I can't do my chemo now, what happens? And this is, this is all bad news. And so it was, um, difficult. And then when I told her, I said, well, I just, I want to let you know that I reached out to you because mom, mom kind of let me know that you were having some trouble and told me to reach out to you. And I have, you know, my mom passes through all of us. Occasionally we have a little sense of her, but my sister, Amy's not quite as in tune with that kind of stuff. She's just not. And so for her, that was a very, very special message. And it was very consoling to her that she had that presence watching her. Um, yeah. And it made me feel really good to share it with her. The whole thing ended up actually being a, really warm and nice conversation, even though she had had this big difficulty with her chemo. Well, and it sounds like this message and this conversation came at a time when she could have really used a lot of support. Yeah. And yes, I mean, we're all close to our mom. So yeah, to get support from your mom like that, when you're in, it's, it was a beautiful, beautiful message for her. Um, And I'm grateful grateful to have delivered it to her and I, I really do think that it it um made her feel like everything's going to be okay a little bit you know because somebody's helping you somebody's watching you exactly well and knowing that you know like you said we all need our moms yes and to you know get a message that hey mom's keeping tabs on me mom's looking in on me mom's you know wanting to yeah and yeah, she's doing okay. it She's a mother of three and a grandmother of seven. And those seven little grandbabies all came within about three years. (laughs) And so she is in that part of her life where 
she's the grand dame mom, you know, she's oh, yeah. the, she's the, she's the everything matriarch. and she has all the events and she, everybody comes to her house and she's the grandma. And to, to know that her mom is with her is, a, is kind of a big deal for her, I think. Huge blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, and to to go through this and know that, you know, you know, we know we're not alone, but then, you know, to really know that we are truly never alone, that's a huge mm-hmm. blessing. Yeah. And I hope she just had the next round of chemo with with a lot of preparation to prevent the reaction. Um, and everything went really, really well. And so she texted me and let me know that and said, I bet you didn't hear anything from mom this time because everything went really well. Yay. Well, and what yeah. a blessing too that she accepted this message. Even, you know, like you said that she's not someone who um, is really open to that kind of thing, but then she was that grateful to say, Hey, I guess mom didn't need to reach out. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she's just, you know, she's, uh, she's open to me telling it to her. She's not open enough to be receiving stuff. So that makes me feel good that, uh, yeah, that I can help her with that. Oh, I love that. I love that story. You know, our loved ones never leave us and love never dies. They're always just a thought away. And that brings, I don't know, that brings me comfort. It sounds like it brings you comfort too. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for letting me share those stories. Well, I really appreciate you sharing those stories. I think this in general just brings anybody who listens to these kind of stories comfort too. So thank you so much for sharing. Yep. A special thank you to James Wheeler for the original music and Cassandra Harold for the voiceovers. Please subscribe and follow wherever you're listening now. And be sure to tell your friends. The more people know about this podcast, the more great story submissions we get. Submit your own real-life angel encounters to angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. Want to know what your angels and loved ones have to tell you? Schedule an appointment with Christy at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again. Don't take your dreams lying down.